Welcome back to Sissy That Talk. This is episode eight, the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars season five. Uh, we have been uh, recapping and ranking the Queen's performances all season long, and this is it. This is the, the final one. So we're going to talk about uh, the Queen's performances and uh, talk a little bit about the season in general. Uh, but before we do that, welcome back my extra special judges for the final time melissa gabrielson hello welcome back to to civilization and elliot fisher hello hello and uh and also melissa's dog rosalind who is literally on top of her right now (laughs) (laughs) i left her for a week this is what i get okay so uh, let's talk about this week's challenge, uh, which uh, was no surprise to anybody because it's the same finale challenge they've had for the last several seasons. But just in case anybody missed it, here's RuPaul. Jujubee, Ms. Tracker, Shay Coulee. For this final maxi challenge, you'll collaborate on my latest song, Clap back. <laughs> First, you'll write and record your own solo verse, and later you'll work with the super talented Todrick Hall to create what better be the best damn production number in drag race history. Tempo, tempo, girls, tempo. <laughs> Uh, so in case it needs to be said, we will obviously be spoiling, uh, not only this episode, but also the results of the entire season. So do not proceed unless you want to actually, uh, know our thoughts on how things actually went and the winner and so on and so forth. Um, but what did you guys think of this challenge and how did you approach judging it? I thought, like you said, the challenge was predictable. I think everyone saw this one coming for sure. Uh, I will say that of the songs that they have done for the all-stars that I have watched, keeping in mind, I've not seen all-stars for finale or I've not seen all-stars for yet. Um, this song just didn't get me as much as the other ones have. So like the song itself was just kind of meh. Um, I also think that the individual, the Queen's individual verses were way too short for them to show like enough personality for me. So that was my thought on the challenge itself. I just thought they were mixed too low. Like, like they were so quiet compared to the rest of the music that was happening. I had to go, because I rewatched it again this morning and pulled up the lyrics along with it. And there were lines I had completely missed because they yes. were just too quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't understand a, a word any of them were saying <laughs> during the actual challenge. I had to do the same thing. I had to go look up what, what they actually said. And the thing about this song is it doesn't really give them a chance to show who they are in any way, shape, or form, because it's all about clapping back. It's all about a quick retort. So, like, that's the part of themselves they all got to feature, which doesn't really tell me anything about who they are, and their lyrics didn't really... Like, I guess what I'm saying is I don't think any of their lyrics actually told me anything about who they are as people. It wasn't really a feature for them, and I'm blaming the song. Yes. I think their only option would have been to like try and tell a story of a situation where they have had to clap back to somebody. But I feel like their verse isn't the verse wasn't long enough to give them the opportunity to adequately do that. Yeah. So yeah, we all, we all agree. This song was probably not the best production number in RuPaul's drag race history. Well, yeah, it, it's unfortunate because there are so many iconic moments from other like all-stars numbers. Like you can, I can still sing every single verse from all-stars too. Like your dad does still call me Katya and like, and (laughs) Shangela, I can sing all of Shangela's and all of Trixie's like those moments are iconic, but there's not an iconic moment anywhere in this one other than the very shady edit that the editors gave to Mayhem Miller's dancing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Was it shady or was that the most generous one they could do? We don't know. 
we don't um, know. I was going to say, for me, the iconic parts of this were visual, not in the song themselves. To me, there, there is one iconic moment that happens, but it was visual. We will get to it. Um, before we actually judge the queens, though, I thought it might be fun to look back uh, at, at the season and for, its, for us each to talk about our favorite moment from the season itself. Uh, so, Elliot, why don't you go first on this one? I think my favorite moment from this season had to be in the GMZ challenge when uh, Ms. Cracker and Jujubee were having a very intense conversation very close together with each other. That was probably one of the funniest moments for me. Uh, and I think in part what made it so funny was seeing Jujubee almost break character, uh, which just like... She was so close and she held it together, which props to her. But like seeing someone on the verge of breaking character, but holding it to me always is just like, that is a professional and it is also hilarious at the same time. Let's take a listen. If I'm going down. You're going down. I have gone down. I know you're going down too. If we play our cards right. I'm wearing the butterfly ring you gave me. Oh, please. Let your butterfly flap a little more for me, love. All you have to do is tell these reporters there is absolutely going on with us. Wait, what, Mom? I love you, but I can't. So that was from SheMZ. <laughs> Please go back and watch the visual if you're just like, what is going on right now? Like, it is the visual that makes it's everything so good. for sure. So good. Melissa, how about you? Um, well, I came in late on picking moments, so um, I didn't necessarily get to because I'm also, I normally rewatch the whole season before a finale of Drag Race, but because I was in the holler, I didn't get to do that. So I just sort of picked the one that jumped out right at me which was during easily one of the worst challenges of the season, which was the hotel room design challenge. But it was one of the moments that made me endeared to Blair St. Clair, where she and Mayhem are describing how rich their room makes you feel. Um, And she uses uh, the following descriptor, which I like to say all the time now. 24 carat room. It's luxury. Rich. How rich? Very rich. So rich. Daddy rich. <laughs> See, Kurt hates it, but I love I no, love I, say, I love saying it all the time. Like I described a chocolate cake from Costco on Thursday night. Be like, ooh, is that cake rich? Yeah. It's daddy rich. Even though no one I was with any like within a 10 mile radius would have known what I was talking about, but I just love referencing it. And it was a moment that yes, Kurt believes is contrite and anyone would have come up with, but it was a moment that made Claire or made Blaine St. Clain stick out for me just because the delivery of it was so spot on. And normally as we've discussed and is still true, not really great at being funny on purpose. And yet in that moment, I laughed so hard. Yeah, it was a great moment because they also feel like what makes it funny too is that Blair St. Clair strikes me as the type that would be all over a sugar daddy just to like provide for her. Like that, like I'm like, I believe that you would think that immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the kind of rich she is, is daddy rich. (laughs) Yes. I just, I don't know, it didn't strike me the same way it struck you guys. And that's fine. I was I was maybe just too in a cloud of this is the dumbest thing to choose ever. Also, maybe if there had been more of a lead up, you know, like if there had been three types of rich and then we got to daddy rich, but it was just so rich, very rich, daddy rich. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. To me, like it, it was just blah, blah. Oh, it's kind of funny. So it is the best part of that challenge. For them, sure. absolutely. It's a, I'm pretty sure that's one of the reasons they won the challenge was that one. Yes. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> that one-liner. That yeah. could be. Um, my favorite moment uh, was, pro- I got to pick first because I was the one uh, demanding that you guys provide these for me. Uh, and I jumped right in and was like, this gets to be mine. So uh, I'm sure this was high up on your list as well. But it is uh, Jujubee as Eartha Kit talking about keeping Jeffrey Boyer Chapman warm 
Contestant number two. I'm originally from Canada, so if we went up there for a winter visit, how would you keep me warm at night? I would sensually walk to the thermostat <laughs> and turn up the thermostat to a sensible 74. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Oh. Even though Shea Coulee won that challenge that week, which I do think had a lot to do with the runway as well, and she also had a very strong performance as Flavor Flav and was uh, interacting a lot with Juju B in a very funny way. For me, that was the moment of Snatch Game. That will be what is remembered from this season moving forward yes so uh so yeah it was uh we had some fun moments this season even though uh well we can talk about our overall feelings about this season later uh but so this week's challenge as rue told us was to write and perform a verse for uh rupaul's latest single clap back uh and in performance order we'll start with uh with juju b uh i have no idea whose turn to start it is so somebody start talking Pretty sure it's yours. Yes. Okay. Um, so for me, let me, oh, I have to get to my sheet here. Uh, for Juju B, um, so starting with the, when she walks in, loved the attitude. She has, she, has yeah. a gr- she has a great, like, this is just me walking and I have attitude. She's got a great presence, which True. is something that's always going to serve her well in any of these performance challenges. She just has so much personality in just the look of her um i also really liked this performance outfit on her like her and uh body suits are having a moment right now and i'm into it can't wait for melissa to disagree based on the face she just made really liked this performance outfit um here's the thing about the choreography a lot of it even though i feel she was getting it the movement was smaller than i wanted it to be I think she wasn't full out. Um, and I do, I did see a couple moments where you could tell her confidence wasn't as strong as it was in other moments. Like when she, when she didn't have to be doing choreography, her personality and her presence really shown. And then she had to do some movement. You can kind of see on her face that like, yeah, no, I have to do some movement. Um, but I applaud her for throwing herself into the arms of those menses. Um, and I thought overall she did a pretty darn good job with, uh, with this performance. And I always like hearing Juju B sing. So that was a plus for me as well. Um, when it came to the runway look, this look for me was spectacular. I loved it. I did question if it was right for this runway. Like, if it was your final fantasy all-stars eleganza, there's almost something a little too interesting about it, a little too conceptual for me. Whereas I feel like the finale look is kind of a time to just look your most gorgeous. So there was a part of me that wondered, like, if she had worn this during the Love the Skin You're In and talked about her heritage in this way, how much I would have like loved it then. And I still love it. I still think it's a spectacular look. There's just this tiny little part in the back of my head that was like, is this like the, the eleganza of, of your all-stars finale moment as gorgeous as it is. I don't know. Um, that is if I had like, if I'm being nitpicky, which at this point you have to be, I also think I have to acknowledge at this point in the competition, as is the case sometimes when you're judging forensics rounds, that I'm taking other things into consideration. When you judge a final round at a national qualifier, you're not only looking at the performance, but you're thinking about which of these pieces is going to represent us best at nationals. So you're starting to think about which piece will play better? 
what, you know, beyond what is, what would be popular or good here in Wisconsin, like what has elements that could make it successful nationally or what performance speech has elements that I'd be proud to have perform at nationals. Same thing if you're lucky enough to judge a final round at state or a, a final round at nationals, like you're starting to think about like, it's not just who did really well. You're also starting to think about who do I want to take that Mm-hmm. that first place yeah. like so I, I'd be lying if I said part of my ranking wasn't simply how I want these girls <laughs> to land in the final order because of how I think they've done all season um, and the myriad of other things that influence how I how I want the season to turn out and in this case in this fake world we've created I get a chance to influence that decision so, uh, with all of that being said, I gave Juju B my two. So, who goes next? Melissa does. Okay. I, okay. The issue that I had with her outfit during clapback is that she, all of her shapewear was visible from every possible place it could be. It was visible in her crotch, it was visible in the front underneath those straps and it was super visible from the back which is really distracting from the neck up the most gorgeous i have ever seen juju look like the mug and the wig were perfection if only she didn't look anytime like she was doing choreography like she was going to poop herself she would have looked beautiful but she looked so terrified in some of those moments and it made me feel bad because she walked out initially and I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then she started dancing and I was like, you got it, sweetie. Come on. Um, yeah, I, I wish that she had, like, I, part of me wishes that what she had worn during the final lip sync is what she would have worn for clap back my just the but the bodysuit and the boots not the fringe because that would have been very complicated for the choreo she was doing but if she had been wearing that during this number i feel like she would have been on the same level look wise as shay and cracker uh and her lyrics are were kind of boring but that finale like that final look i I gasped so loudly. (laughs) It was beautiful. And I think for me, the thing that really set it over was her talking about what it meant, like seeing that representation in her house growing up and realizing that there was no gender set upon it, that it could be androgynous and mean whatever she wanted it to be. And that now she gets to stand in front of the public eye and be this representation to all sorts of people and when she talks about being cinched for the gods while dressed as an actual god, I was like losing my mind. She looked beautiful. I loved everything about that look. Um, I do think that it's a, the choreography and like the, the lyric thing is not her strength, especially up against Cracker and Shay, if it had been, like, if Snatch Game were the finale challenge, like, Juju would have walked away so handily. But comparably to the other two, Juju walks away with my three. But the one in my heart, the one in my heart so intensely, you know how sometimes there's, a, there's that kid who is just all around such a delight and you love them so much and you're just like, I would give you the one in all aspects of personality and person and greatness, but there's people who are competing against you for those 10 minutes who are better than you. She's my Miss Congeniality. I know they don't do that on All Stars, but Juju B is this year's Miss Congeniality for me. She's, She's the number perpetual, one there. Also, perpetual Miss Congeniality. Yes, truly. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't also um, bring up the her talking about being flexible uh, and how, like, if you if you're gonna ask me out to dinner at seven and it's already six, like I'm gonna show up on time. I'm gonna be that kind of flexible. When it comes to physically flexible, we're not there. 
That oh, is, girl, that, girl, that I is have it. My... Shall oh, we listen oh. to it? I, I pulled it for you. Here we go. Thank you, Kurt. Can you turn this way and put your hand up like this? And boys are going to face in like this and get ready to catch her. And you're going to do like a dip. She looks like she's being baptized and against her will. <laughs> Am I flexible? Well, I mean, if you call me at six o'clock and I need to be there at seven, I'll be there at seven. But are my muscles flexible? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I relate to that so deeply. Who doesn't among us? She's so delightful. And I also really loved her answer on... Uh, What's the tea? I loved all of theirs. I really think that was a great part of the episode. Um, but her answer to what she believed the future of drag was and that it was just the idea of visibility and how drag used to be this thing that was really taboo and like overly sexualized. And now it's this huge, it's in families and people are watching the show together. And I just, that answer just made my heart just so warm. It made me very happy. So I love you, Juju. Sorry. Yeah, I agree with so much of everything that you all have said. Uh, for me, the outfit was meh, I, and I, my critiques were largely the same that Melissa had already mentioned with seeing all the shapewear underneath it. The one thing that I feel really bad about in terms of the choreography with Jujubee is that when she was by, her, by herself, in a sense, dancing with just her backup dancers, what she was doing a lot of the time had no coordination to really what they were doing most of the time. So I don't know why she couldn't have just owned it and just done what she thought she needed to do because you, you would not have known if she had messed up that part of the choreography because it's not like there were other people in sync with her doing those same movements. So when the spotlight was on her for her burst, burst I wish she could have just gone all out and just done her thing, made it as funny and as campy as she wanted it to be. And I don't think anyone would have had a critique for her of you you weren't entertaining because she was, even if she wasn't doing the choreography that Todrick necessarily wanted her to do. Uh, in terms of the runway look, I think overall for all three of them, the fact that they brought so much of their own uh, personalness to their runway looks was incredible. And I thought Juju's was such a modern take on that very historic religious representation. And I just, I absolutely loved it. To, to go to Kurt's idea that it's not eleganza, I agree in the sense that it's a big huge kind of gown like the other two had on like the other two definitely did that uh, but to me it was just still an incredible incredible look and it broke my heart to give juju the three because like she is for sure the winner in my heart but like oh girl like i just i can't justify it this week unfortunately what about that sash that's like she's standing there and she had it trained out behind her how does that not oh <laughs> But how that many times Eleganza. have we critiqued somebody for just adding a piece of fabric to a look? But that's not just a, like that sash is part of the the look of the god, and then the fact that she extends it out into like making it eleganza that way, and like the the crown and the nails. I thought those things all elevated it to that level of eleganza. See, the, the crown is one of the things for me that detracts from the eleganza because there's no hair, there's no wig. Mm. And I guess for me, it's just the, just the idea of like what that finale eleganza look is, is supposed to be is like their highest form of drag. Um, and, and it's more, to me, that was more of a departure for her than it was her style of drag. A departure I loved and I still, and again, spectacular, loved it. If I'm being honest, that look is what gave her the two instead of my three because I thought it was so strong. If, <clears throat> here's a scenario for you. If Juju had walked out in Angina's uh, skin you're in look, would that have been more in keeping with the eleganza idea, Kurt? No, because it's still conceptual more than it is. I don't know, maybe, you know, for me, I'm just thinking like, show me a beautiful dress. Okay. show me you know or like take take a moment to elevate what you usually do i think of like trixie mattel's finale look from all stars three which is like something we'd never seen her in 
that black lacy thing but yet it still made sense as like an elevated version of what she usually does oh the poodle hair with the poodle hair is like it all made sense and it was like this elegant it was just elevated like which shangela's look that year too it was like shangela but elevated this to me was jujube doing something different than we usually see her do in a spectacular way but it wasn't the drag i'd seen from her this season elevated fair if that makes sense. i agree yes it does um, and again it's such a such a nitpicky little yeah. thing to think about and I, I love the look so much that again well we can talk about it because up next um to talk about is ms cracker so i'll jump into talking about ms, ms. cracker um i had a lot of the same critiques for the performance part of of clapback for ms cracker that i did for jujube which is that i'm surprised they didn't in the show call her out for how nervous she looked because I could see it all over her face that she was thinking the entire time. Um, All I saw was her thinking on her face. Um, And it has to be said that her choreography was the simplest of the three. So, you know, Elliot, you often bring up the difficulty factor when we're judging pieces. Her difficulty level was the lowest. Yeah. And I thought she did, uh, she, again, she also did very well if you discount the fact that you can kind of see that she's thinking really hard throughout the whole time. Like she stayed with it. She stayed with the performance. She didn't let it get away from her, but you could see her thinking. Um, and I've had this critique with her before, which is just that sometimes I just think the Ms. Cracker aesthetic doesn't translate well to these like pop music performances. And so I struggle with that. I'm glad she took that skirt off at a certain point and we got to see her legs actually moving as part of a dance challenge. I think that that was important because I think it was covering up a lot of her movement um, until she got rid of it. Did I need it there in the first place? Not really. Although it did help when she knelt and the dancer got to do the leg parts and she just got to move her arms. But I mean, literally during the performance, she she got to take a seat nobody else got to do that (laughs) you know like okay now you just kneel and you just do these arm things and the dancer will take care of the rest you know like um it was very much her the choreography was catered to her and i think that she looked good doing it but it was it was simple um and again i i thought her runway was wonderful i really liked it Um, And I loved the personal significance. For me, the thing I'm going to nitpick about hers is that she couldn't move her head. And sort of the same with Juju, even though there was hair flowing down the back, like it's not like she really had to style a wig for that when it came to like the quote unquote eleganza, I guess I've I've explained what I think I'm looking for in that. Um, And so it wasn't, to me, while it was great, it wasn't as strong as Jujubee's final runway look. Um, so in my mind and heart, they kind of went into the runway tied. And Jujubee's runway gave her the two, which means for me, Ms. Cracker got my three. I think that Cracker is the person who, based off of what was actually written, definitely was the strongest in the clap back. Uh, her lyrics were hilarious right from the um, making haters eat this. Like it's time for dinner. Time for dinner is a Miss Cracker joke from her social media. And it makes me very happy to have seen that. I was actually really excited that she wasn't just wearing a bodysuit at the beginning because she looked like Cracker. And I did like that her section as with the other two, the outfits the dancers were wearing and the kind of choreo she was doing was very cracker. The fact that, like, was it the easiest? Yes. But the whole, like, standing on tiptoe, like, ballet dancers and then dabbing to get out of the releve, like, that made me laugh ridiculously because it was so stupid. And that is exactly sort of what cracker is. It's just stupid that you're enjoying, uh... And then she ripped off the skirt, and I was like, oh, you are wearing a bodysuit. Okay. Because I think she would have needed to be... I just, I just think that a bodysuit and heels versus a bodysuit and boots just looks strange. 
And we all know how I feel about the color of tights that Cracker wears at all times. But I think that in terms of writing, she had the best verse. Uh, I loved her final runway look. I loved all of the pearls. I loved that shade of pink on her. I think it was too much hair. There was a lot of it. And the fact that it was just behind her and it didn't really add anything was sort of pointless for me. But uh, I, yeah, I just, I just love Cracker. And I really think that of the three who are in the finale, she showed the most change from the person she was in her original season to who she was on this all-star season, just the level of competition that she brought and the level of confidence and just being so intensely herself, you know, exactly what it means to be like what Ms. Cracker brings, you know, exactly what that looks like, sounds like. And it just made me, made me really happy. And I was just, the, I just, if you have not gone and looked at the actual lyrics that they wrote, go look at them. And you will see that hers are easily the strongest. And Cracker got my two. I don't know why I'm yawning. I haven't had coffee. But Cracker's my two. I would 100% wear the outfit she wore for her final runway. I wouldn't look nearly as good because I have too much red in my skin. But I would, I would do it anyway. That's what makeup's for. You just change your, <laughs> change your skin color. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought I thought her performance in the the challenge was good, and I had never really put together that her general overall uh, look and aesthetic doesn't pair well with a modern kind of set of music. And I think that's maybe in my brain, like why the whole time I was watching it, I'm like, this just seems kind of odd to me. Um, I think so. Not that I want Cracker to change who she is and what her aesthetic is. But I think there were a couple of times this season where we saw her kind of take it in a different direction and we appreciated it and she did it well. I guess I would have liked to have seen that just a little bit in this final performance of, or at the very least come out, if you're going to do a rip away outfit, like have the classic kind of cracker look, but then tear it off into something much more modern hip hop-y um, cause if you're going to do a reveal, then just like, why not go all out and make it a very different kind of look for yourself? Um, I thought her, uh, yeah, her verse, I think was the strongest out of any of them. I thought the choreo looked clean for the most part. Like it didn't, she may have looked hesitant, but she still at least knew what she was doing. Um, I, the final runway look was amazing. I think I, I had two critiques with it. Number one, the giant slit up the right leg seemed kind of odd to me. Like if she was trying to make it look more modern, uh, I don't know if the giant slit was necessary is the way to do that. Uh, and I think with the wig, I agree. Like just having the long straight hair on the back, uh, not good. I think if we could have seen just a little bit of curl or something underneath it along the back of the neckline, like she had that fantastic like low chignon style with the three outfits in one like that kind of style of wig and you would have been able to still wear the headpiece and that would have looked phenomenal um so yeah cracker i got my two uh this week yeah well and then last but not least we have shea coulee who is the third to perform her verse in uh in clapback um first things first uh Actually, before we talk about Shay, there was one thing I wanted to say about Cracker, which is that if you're not following her on social media, you should be. Because talk about her glow up from her season to now. It is, I think, three or four times that from when they filmed this to now. Because she is, like, her look is even more refined and, and beautiful on her social media. And the pictures you can see that she was taking at events before the world shut down than it even was last summer when they filled this filmed this like she has really dialed in on her her style and her look and she looks amazing can we say one more thing about cracker sorry I, yeah no I, 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 I let's have a cracker love fest i'm i, I adore cracker um, kind of going to the fact that like how much she's grown just from her season that she was on there i also saw a lot of growth from the beginning of all stars five to the end and i wonder if Cracker got to a point in the elimination process where she was like, okay, I've made it this far. 
I don't have anything to prove anymore at this point. And I also feel like it maybe Cracker's brain, like I don't need to win this in order to have a good career. Like I'm going to be just fine. Because when I went and watched the clips of the Queens actually finding out who won, like her reaction was instantly happy for Shay, instantly. And Juju, you could see the heartbreak on before. But anyway, so I thought Cracker just kind of got to a point where she was just like, I'm good now. I can do my thing. I have nothing left to prove. I'm going to be fine. Let's just do it. And so that's she's, kind of where I think that lo- that lightness came from. She's also too smart to think she was going to win when she was in the, oh, the end yeah. with Shay and Juju. She yes. could have won. She had the opportunity to get rid of those girls. But she didn't. But she didn't. So by that point, she's too smart to know. Yeah. To think that to think that she can win when it's when you have to take into consideration the fact that it is also a television show and a competition and the storyline being told was clearly Juju or Shay. Nobody else in those 10 girls had a chance really. Correct. Um so okay, so talking about Shay, um I I have to point out the fact that like in the walk-in entrance she is the only one to nail that beat because there was a a double beat and she is the only one who hit both whereas everybody else kind of came in stood and then did something and it was like "Mm, that wasn't that wasn't to the music but okay uh so there's such a musicality to the way that shay moves uh and she just understands how to move her body to music so like this was a huge advantage for her and we talked about it throughout the whole episode how her having that expectation could have actually been a burden. And the fact that Todrick did give her the most intricate movements uh, for her choreography, um, which you can think about that is like, I'm being set up to fail, but really I think she was being set up to win because you, you give her stuff that that is that intricate knowing she can pull it off. She's just going to come off looking so professional and, and purely entertaining. She is just a consummate performer um, and girl. If you do a cartwheel from the neck of one human being to the neck of another human being, you win. What was I going to do? What was I going to do? Be like, oh, no, I'm sorry, Shay. Like, that could be cleaner. What am I going to do? She did a cartwheel from a human being onto another human being. <laughs> who, who does that? And she is not a small human. Like, She's Shea so Kale tall. Is, is, a, is a tall drag queen. And, and she is built. Like, she is very strong. She has a solid core. Like, that was incredible. I mean, that is stuff you only see on So You Think You Can Dance. And even then, not all the time. Like that's not that's not happening on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's like that is like the highest level of of dance capability. It was, I literally like I literally was like, well, there, there it is, there, there you are, there you have it. Um, um, I also think she looked amazing during that performance. <laughs> I don't, I don't usually like a lime green wig. Um, and I don't usually like loose hair during a dance performance either. So I really appreciated that, like, she styled it in such a way that, like, it was plastered to her head where it needed to be in such a way to keep it all back and off her face, even though she was doing a lot of movement. Um, and I think that in that way, then, the hair actually helped her because you could, it, it was flowing and it was moving with her. I really liked, uh, I really liked her look. Um, is it out of the box for her at all? No. Like we've seen Shay and stuff like this before. It's just classic Shay in a, uh, in, you know, in a performance. But I think like I look at that and I can see her Vegas show happening right in front of me, you know? And I think that that's, that's important to show off as well. Um, and, you know, the runway was beautiful. The sheer size of it <laughs> was impressive. Um, and again, to nitpick, I did think something funky was happening with the shoulder straps and the neckline. Um, I sort of think maybe that that dress was designed not to have those shoulder straps there and the weight of it just required them. So maybe they were a late addition. They looked like maybe they were even just pinned on. Um, 
But, you know, to me, and again, who knows what is influencing my thinking on this. Maybe it's just that I want Shay to win so bad. I think she deserves it. Um, to me, this was like finale all-stars, your best drag, elevated eleganza. I thought she looked beautiful. I thought it was, um, you know, her drag elevated. So I really, I really loved the runway. There wasn't, there wasn't much for me to be like disappointed in other than sort of the song in general and still not thinking, you know, her lyrics didn't really tell me much about who she was either. Um, but at the end of the day, she did a cartwheel from one human being to another human being. So she got my one. So she got to sit not just once, but twice in her court. But on well, the shoulders of two different human beings. If you, if you, well, I was going to say, I don't think either one of us has been in a, has been a, a what would you call that position? Piggyback, Top? like, how, what do you call it? When, like, a kid does it, there's a cute uh, name for it. Yeah, like, it's you're not riding, really like riding on your on sitting. The shoulders. Yeah. Like, your core has to be engaged to stay upright. True. She was, she was working. <laughs> she was working for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she got my one. I, I want to point out uh, a moment that made me laugh. When Todrick is asking her about what she like what her dance stuff is into. And she talks about how she's really doing, she's like really enjoys like whacking and that sort of thing. And then Todrick just deadpans. Yeah. I'm like really into whacking. And everyone, <laughs> right now. Like, I'm really into whacking, really into right, whacking now. right now. Like, Oh, what a delightful, like proof of how like dedicated you are to the drag race fandom because that mm, chef's kiss. Uh, yeah, everything about her was perfect and beautiful. She looked great and amazing, and I just want to be her. And I loved, I loved the fact that that look was inspired by something that she'd seen her mother wear. What I think happened was I think the strap on the left side broke like while putting it on, and then she had to do something to pin it in place to be able to wear it on the runway. Uh, there would have been no way for her to wear it without those straps. Uh, so I just think they broke when she tried to put it on. Uh, but that shade of pink on her skin tone. I don't know if she was wearing body glitter, but it looked like she was wearing body glitter. She was glowing so much and I couldn't handle it. I also scared both my cat and my dog with how hard I laughed at her telling RuPaul how she'll never be able to repay her, but if she gives her her Venmo, she'll start making some payments in installments. <laughs> I, like, what a great way to, like, finish up what had been a really tender, sincere moment, but in such a Shea Coulee way. Uh, I loved every moment of it, and I also really liked her talking about going to therapy on during her What's the Tea conversation and how... Like, it could have, like, leaving the show and the amount of disappointment that she had could have been something she tried to just, like, persevere over rather than trying to get through and the effort that she has to put into therapy. And as someone who, you know, puts effort and has to go to therapy, I was like, yes, therapy is hard and it sucks, but it it makes you better than the alternative. So it made me, it made me very happy. Obviously, Shea Coulee got my one. Like, duh. In the words of Kurt Graves, she did a cartwheel from one human being across one, a, a second human being onto a third human being. It's amazing. I want to see that. I want to see that in group and turf now. No touching. Oh, uh, is there no touching? I thought there's just no looking. Okay. You could do it with binders. <laughs> Okay, uh, Melissa's gone now. This is what yep. she's thinking about for the rest of this episode. Okay. Uh, so, in in terms of the challenge, I thought I thought her outfit was 
fine. But like once her backup dancers joined her, then I was just like, oh, I really like this now. Uh, it was just a little bit of an odd look to begin with, but like it's it's very Shay. Uh, the choreography was amazing. She did an amazing job there. I think what is also very telling about Shay as a performer is there were a couple of moments in her performance where she knew where the camera was and she would like look right to that camera. So not only like remembering your own lines and the choreography, but to be able to be smart enough to know where's my camera and when are they going to cut to me? Like that just was like, okay, girl, this is yours. Like you got it at this point. Uh, The one awkward moment I thought she had was she was kind of like laying on the floor for a little while, like waiting for her backup dancers to then to begin to pick her up and it was like you could see her just being like are they gonna get me are they gonna get me and they did but it was like a little bit longer than i think she thought it was going to be um her final runway look was incredible but the first thought that i had had was if she had not worn that amazing red gown during the stand-up comedy challenge how much more amazing would this pink gown have looked on the final runway? And I loved that red dress. Don't get me wrong. It was, uh, it was spectacular. But I feel like up to that point, we had not really seen the eleganza, amazing gowniness of Shay at all. And if she had, if she had worn something less dramatic in the stand-up comedy challenge, the impact that that, gown would have had on the runway for the finale, I think would have just been unbelievable. But I loved the fact that it called out to her mom and her prom dress. Like I thought that was amazing. Just like the personal connections that all their outfits had was, was really, really cool to me. Um, so yeah, Shay and, and final thought about Shay for me, I think she was the favorite going into the whole season. I think people thought that it was hers to win, but I felt like, she probably also knew that, but didn't she? I don't think she ever like just coasted enough to get by because she knew that she was going to get through no matter what. She continued to work for it and try as hard as she could to deserve the win. And I think for that, she definitely deserved it. So, yeah, she definitely got my one. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's any point in delaying the inevitable since there's only three contestants and three judges. So people have already done the math at home. So, um, you know, in, in third place, uh, we have Juju B in second place. We have Ms. Cracker and our champion, the world's champion, the winner of all-star season five, Shea Coulet. Well-deserved, as you said, yes. Elliot, very well-deserved um, and not unexpected. She is drag excellence uh on every front and not only that she is a joy in the workroom people really like working with her like who wouldn't want to elevate this person the only thing about this that is sad is that they wasted the two-person win last year when it this year would have been the year to have a juju shea double win yep yeah very true you know I, uh, I'm still salty about that double win last year because there's a part of me that sort of wishes maybe Shay and Juju hadn't been in the same season because, like, throw Juju be the last season and I think she wins. Oh. Throw either For of them the last sure. season. For sure. And, and I think they win and then the other one could have won this season and I, I would have loved that, that Hall of Fame. You know, no Tino Shade, sorry Monet, sorry Trinity. I just think if you put them up against both Juju and Shay, they both come out lacking. Yeah. So, but Can- that's the past. We didn't do a podcast about that. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's just chat a little bit about uh, some other things in the episode that we really liked uh, or had some questions about. Uh, I have how was that so final, many. How was that final lip sync for you guys? Oh, mm. It was okay. Oh, I thought it was, (laughs) I, it was, for me, it was okay. And I don't know if it was the song selection or having to split focus between three people to be able to kind of follow it. But I was just like, "Mm, okay, that was my thought on it. I do wish sometimes they would just pan out and let us watch the whole damn thing. 
you know yes. like i didn't because nothing they closed they did the close-up on was that earth shattering i was like just let us watch from just let us watch just let us watch all three i'd like to be able to compare all three yeah um but melissa i'm really interested in your perspective especially now great song to choose for a lip sync is make me feel by janelle monet i thought that was an amazing choice the second i heard those first notes kick in i was like oh this is Shay's. Like, she could have done anything. But the fact that she was wearing an outfit that she could barely move in in the first place, but went with that, like, amazing sort of, like, sex robot vibe, I loved. I also, like, Juju held out with that outfit until the end. Like, she looked so good in that. Why, why would she wait so long? And then, that's the outfit she wanted to be wearing when she got the scepter. Yeah. But then but then next to the two of them, you you just had Cracker in that just awful leotard with the really sad glitter boobs. I I literally I wrote down, I just it just says, oh no, glitter boobies. <laughs> I didn't made, know what it was supposed to be. It was so sad because if they like actually exploded, cool. But they like she pulled those corks out and then just like dribbled out. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, like, yep. Uh-uh. Like I was like, how like there had to have been so much left in there still. And she was like trying to shake it out and dance, and it wasn't working. And then also the tights. Um God, I just thought Shay was so good in it and she was hitting all of those like background vocals that make that song really interesting and she just looked beautiful and then the way that Juju was interpreting it where she was just really leaning into like the whole overwhelming love aspect of it I would have loved like I love Cracker I would like to see an edit of just Juju singing that and then also the edit of just Shay throughout that because mm. it was oh Oh, I love that song so much. And I thought it was a great song for a lip sync. It made me very happy. I am halfway between the two of you. I loved the song. I thought Shay's performance was great. Um, and I was also a little bit like, is this it? Is this the finale? Like, there's, There was something about it that felt less exciting than I wanted it to. And I think it was just all the cutting between them. Like just let well, these queens do their thing. It's also the first time in a very long time where a finale lip sync wasn't just a series of reveals. And mm. like the one reveal was Cracker, those glitter boobs. But otherwise, it was just mm. three queens who were just like, yes, we're just going to actually lip sync this song. Uh, which I appreciated because as I've discussed before, like, a reveal can be fun, but at the same time, like, I still think one of the best lip syncs of all time is Latrice Royale standing in exactly one place, lip syncing to Natural Woman. She doesn't move her feet at all. She just parks and barks, and it is incredible. Yeah. So I think that, maybe that's one of the reasons I appreciated more was because we didn't have all of the theatrics and the added aspect of the queens who had been eliminated off to the side like snapping and yassing and cheering for them i think was a really nice addition because if you're not going to have a live audience at least have someone else there to like liven up the situation that may be the best uh justification i've heard for why those queens were there because i got this was something i wanted to talk about why were they back there was no so, point like no th like if the biggest drama of the season was uh india accusing alexis and mayhem of conspiring against shay and then the final resolution we're going to get to that is like oh i guess maybe i misunderstood when you said you were doing it that you wanted me to do it and it's like this is it this is this is the resolution to this conflict we didn't need any of that if Derek Barry, I and I, I, you know how I feel about Derek Barry, if Derek Barry hadn't been like, I'm loving this, there would have been no point <laughs> in that whole thing. Because that, that whole thing was entertaining purely for Derek Barry saying how much he enjoyed 
watching drama and not being a part of it. I really liked all the queens wearing their own merchandise. <laughs> They're like yeah. promo merchandise that made me, I thought that was really cute. Um, I also, I, I did enjoy getting to see everyone's like what they were going to wear for the finale and feeling yeah. very justified in the, those of them who did not make it. Cause if that was what they were truly wearing, like mayhem Miller, how dare you? How dare you think that that ugly orange thing would have been what would have been all stars eleganza? Derek Barry in those freaking gloves. Just put nails on, or at least make it the right color. Like, no. I thought Blair's look was great, and I thought Mariah and Alexis. Those three were actual eleganza looks. Everyone else's, I was like, why? And. You might have to edit this if this is not appropriate. But as someone with real breasts that are large, watching India walk down, bouncing them that much, knowing how unrealistic it actually is to do that, I was like, how dare you? That was, I did not understand that. That would be so painful. Like, it was funny. But, like, if I were to attempt to do that in real life, walking at the two of you, you would, like, someone would be throwing a trench coat to cover me up. Or, like, it would, I would be in so much pain. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't worth the gag. No. And it just wasn't a good look for me, even. Any other overall impressions? Overall impressions of the season in general? Uh, I, uh, go ahead. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't think it was the best All-Stars. I'll say that. It's, very, it's still very hard to follow up um, All-Star season two. It's hard. But I love that I feel like this is the first season where they put a lot of effort into making sure that the talking heads that the queens were giving were balanced. Like a lot of times we talk about there being a narrator of the season. And I feel like there wasn't really one for this season of all stars because we got to have a really balanced viewpoint from everyone. Uh, And there are queens that walked away where I was like, Alexis Mateo in challenges, whatever, some of the time, but her talking heads were great. And I feel like that's something that's going to really endear her to the fandom is that, like, we got to see more of her personality because since her season, the talking heads have become a much more important aspect of the show. And I just, that was a part of it that I really, really enjoyed. I think for me, it was, it was kind of a lackluster season. Uh, I think my biggest thought, like, moving forward is... I want some time before All-Stars 6 comes out. And I think as the regular season, Queens continue to get better and better and better. Um, I feel like I mean, All-Stars is all kind of about, to some degree, seeing the glow up of Queens. And when you have Queens that are already at such a high level, like the point of All-Stars is then kind of they just compete against each other. So I am okay if they wait a year, like wait two years even, get a couple more seasons under the belt, before we then want an All-Stars to happen. So I say, hold out on All-Stars 6 for a while longer, wait for a couple more crops of regular seasons to come through, and then do one. And I say they can continue on their schedule, but they need to go back to the formula they had for All-Stars 2 and 3. Stop trying to switch things up. If you just go back to classic challenges that we love, I'd be happy. I think they're they're trying to to change things up to keep it interesting, and I think the opposite is happening, which is that the the challenges themselves are not as uh, exciting or fun to watch, and therefore I I don't enjoy it. Or maybe this is the time to do an all winner season. There's got to be enough winners now to bring ten back, even if there's a bunch of them who are like nah. Bob Bob has been campaigning for that on yeah, his like YouTube now's the show. time. Give like, us an all winner stars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean I there's a lot of drag race 
drag race fatigue has definitely happened in the past. Uh, for some reason, probably because we've all just been sitting in our homes for how many months now? Like, I'm actually not as fatigued with drag race as I think I otherwise would have been, uh, even though Canada is also happening right now. Like, I'm just enjoying this, these couple hours of an escape each week, even when the episodes themselves aren't fantastic. I'm still just enjoying getting to go to that, to that world, to that workroom, to see these people who... Um, I either fall in love with or already love getting to interact. So um, I'm okay if they wait a year or two. I'm okay with it if they bring it back, but I really hope they just go back to like what two and three was. I also but, think, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I think if they're going to do an all-stars, why not bring some of the RuPaul's Drag Race UK or Canada uh, queens into it as well. Thailand! And, like, and oh. introduce introduce some of them to the American audience as well and kind of start bridging this, like, like I don't want it to go full-out global all-stars, but, like, it might be a fun opportunity to kind of change up who we're seeing as well. Yeah, I think yeah, now that those franchises have existed for a year or two, it's they could easily be included as part yeah. of the... As part of the the All Stars oeuvre, um, but speaking of All Stars six, uh, let's take the conversation out uh, with your prediction wish for who should be on All Stars six. So two. Okay, well, Melissa, you can start then. So I, I decided to pick like an old school and a new school because for a lot of people, like like seasons one to seven is old school drag race and then eight on is like new school so um for me my old school pick is jocelyn fox no you can't her have her that's my queen that's mine you knew i was gonna pick her. <laughs> guys <laughs> yes yes she i want her back so Badly. Me too. she's gonna she would be delightful and then in terms of new queens um, I'm sure that I've talked about it on other episodes of Forensic Spaces or if we've ever talked about Drag Race in person, but I have a huge soft spot for Kimchi and I, she's doing great things. Like she has a whole cosmetics line, but whenever she decides to step into a video of another queen who has more of an online presence, she's done videos with Trixie. She did a great video with Trixie and Willem uh, of them just doing their makeup. And I just love, just love Kimchi. I love the sort of clothes that, she wears i love her makeup and i think that the amount of money that she has now and the amount of experience that she has now she would come to all-stars she would not win she would not be coming to all-stars to win she would just be coming to promote that cosmetics brand and be delightful i have a kimchi magnet on my refrigerator that says don't come for me for, because of the joke that she made on her season so yeah i want jocelyn fox and kimchi please <laughs> Well, I have nothing to add because <laughs> Jocelyn has been my queen for years and years that I thought feel was not was has was underrated. She did great on her season. <laughs> womp, womp. Uh, and her calling RuPaul Rusey Q, like just bring her back for a yes. few episodes. I don't expect her to win. I just want to see her hang out in the workroom with RuPaul again and do a few challenges and be her adorable self and, yes. and introduce her to the the fans of Drag Race from now, uh, yeah. who some of them have joined since season six, even though I think season six should be on anybody's watch list if you are going back and watching. It's one of the best seasons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I am totally, I'm thirding the motion <laughs> on Jocelyn Fox because if nothing else, if nothing else, she is great talking head material. Like she will give you one-liners comedy like forever. She is amazing. Uh, I also think from season 12, I am ready to see, I would like to see Jackie Cox come back possibly or Rock'em Sakura uh, come back as well. I think give those two a little bit more money and some time. And I think they could do uh, some really great things. So those would be my two additions as well. Ooh, also Sonique. I would, because Sonique in the um, Christmas special that they did so good. And um, I would just like to, again, see more representation of, uh, transgender queens who have fully come into themselves since they were on the show. So like bringing her or even bringing Peppermint back again, because Peppermint is incredible too. Uh, and sort of maybe making up for some of the, uh, 
harsh words that Rue has said in recent years about trans queens. Sweet. And one more pitch. If you are not watching Drag Race Canada, y'all, you are making a mistake. It is so nostalgic for old seasons of Drag Race because it's so simple and everyone is trying so hard. And if nothing else, mute the TV and just stare at Jeffrey Boyer Chapman for an hour. <laughs> I, I really, I am loving Drag Race Canada. I am so excited to watch last week's episode once we get off of this fall because it's great. Do yourself a favor. Now that All Stars has ended, get a WoW Present subscription. It's like $5. Watch Drag Race Canada until whatever the next Drag Race thing we get is. Agreed. It's, it's fun. And again, in a time when there's not a lot to celebrate in the world, let's keep celebrating drag. For it. Let's do it. All right. Well, thank you guys for going on this journey with me. I really appreciate uh, you coming on the call weekly and discussing drag race. Um, we'll figure out something to talk about eventually. Uh, as we wait for forensics to come back into our lives, who knows what the next school year has in store for us. I'm not going to make any predictions, uh, but, uh, but this has proven we can, we can bring forensics to just about anything. Yes. So uh, who knows what the next thing will be. So thank you guys so much. Uh, and for all our listeners, do check out RuPaul's Drag Race in all its forums, on all the streaming platforms, on VH1, on Wild Presents Plus, um, there's just hours and hours and hours of joy-filled entertainment um, just waiting for you. So with that, Melissa, take I us th- out. No, I think you guys should sing because it's the last one. Go ahead. No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> See how that works? Uh-uh. Not sing it today. RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Start your address. RuPaul's Drag Race. Best woman, best woman, win.